What's up? Let's get it going. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. We're about to be joined by Gabe Eichert, the former OU lineman, now radio guy in OKC in Tulsa for the franchise and the Big 12 today on Sirius XM Channel 375. Before we get to Gabe, uh, please, just a reminder, we have the radio show. We flipped this into a podcast for you. And leave us a rating and review. Subscribe as well. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, CastBox, however you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and review. It helps us out a lot. We're growing this thing exponentially because of you. In return, I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. Keep the beers cold this season. Just send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Appreciate it. All right, now let's say hello to Gabe Eichert on the show. Gabe, appreciate you joining us. Before we talk some Big 12, I want to ask you about you know this transition for you from playing at OU to now being um, in the media. How did that start for you, and how did it happen? Well, yeah, it's an interesting story. Thanks for having me on, Pete. But uh, when you look at it, I uh, finished my career at Oklahoma. Uh, my last game was that Sugar Bowl win against Alabama. And then I played... Uh, four years in the National Football League, uh, played for six different teams, eight different stops. It was quite the experience uh, on the NFL level for me, but uh, really what happened was Randy Heights from 107.7 The Franchise in Oklahoma City reached out to me in a Facebook message and knew that uh, had heard the whispers that I was planning on retiring soon and asked if I was interested in doing some radio and I had never really thought about getting into the media, although it was something I enjoyed when I was a player. I always liked interacting with the members of the media, but it's something that I was willing to try because uh, the other plan was I was going to you know, go back, uh, retake the MCAT because my score had expired, and go to medical school and become a doctor. So I certainly took an interesting uh, path. <laughs> from what was planned, but yeah, it, it kind of just fell into place that way. And then from the franchise stuff in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City I started doing the uh, OU uh, pregame show on television for Fox Sports and then uh, kind of made some connections, and that's how I got uh, the Sirius XM gig. So it's worked out, uh, enjoying it. It's a lot of fun, uh, and, and it's it's hardly work. I mean, you come on every single day for five or six hours and you talk about sports. I mean, what's better than that, Pete? Well, I'll tell you what, Gabe, this is, I'm not saying you wouldn't have been a great doctor. I'm sure you would have been, but this is a lot more fun. I mean, you can't deny that. Oh, uh, the hours are <laughs> way better too. A lot more flexibility, Pete. I, I'm enjoying it thoroughly, uh, having a great time doing what I'm doing. Well, and you're doing great work at it. Gabe Eichert is joining us here on, on uh, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Appreciate a few minutes out of him. All right, Gabe, so let's dive into this conference this year, and let's start with uh, your alma mater, OU. They're the favorites again, as they should be. But are we putting too much pressure on Jalen Hurts to be a continuation of Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, guys who were Heisman winners and both number one overall draft picks? I, I don't think we are. Um, frankly, that is just the expectation with the quarterback position at the University of Oklahoma right now under Lincoln Riley. I mean, you are expected to produce at an extremely high level and – 
I, I don't think putting high expectations, lofty expectations on Jalen Hurts um, is too much for him. I mean, this is a guy that was the starting quarterback at Alabama. I mean, at the highest level of college football in the Southeastern Conference, I mean, he's seen it all. He's been on the biggest stages that college football has to offer when you talk about national championship games, SEC championship games. He's been there. He's done that. Um, the numbers speak for themselves. Now, did he lose his job to Tua Tungvaloa? Yes, he did. Tua Tungvaloa is also going to be a top-five draft pick. I mean, it's not like he just lost his job to some random guy that uh, barely beat him out. I mean, this is Tua is a hell of a football player, so – I think Jalen Hurts has extremely high expectations for himself. I think that stems from his time at Alabama and from his expectations stepping into Lincoln Riley's offense. Yeah, I don't I don't think fans or players or anyone that has high expectations for Jalen Hurts and Lincoln Riley's offense, I don't think that's misguided at all. I think he has to perform that way, especially with how they've performed defensively the last couple of years. They need him to be great, Pete. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely they do. So what about the offensive line? I mean, we know how good that line was last year, and obviously you know you know that line as well as anybody. Uh, four or five guys turning over on that offensive line. How big of a concern should that be? I know Riley's recruited very well there, but you know, is there cause for concern that four of those five guys are gone? I think that you, you never want to lose four draft picks at one position uh, in one draft year, but I think that speaks to what Bill Beanbow has done as the offensive line coach there. Um, Bill Beanbow's first year at Oklahoma was my senior year at Oklahoma. I mean, he is one of the best, if not the best in the country. However, they don't have the depth that they've had the last several years. I mean, you lose those four guys in the first couple rounds of the NFL draft, it's hard to replace that amount of talent, and not only that talent, but that experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, those guys had a ton of starts together. Now, you do get Creed Humphrey back, who I think is the most important player other than Jalen Hurts on the Oklahoma offense. Creed Humphrey has to stay healthy. I mean, he has to stay healthy for that offensive line. And then you've got some unexperienced guys, some inexperienced guys, that haven't played very many snaps, if any snaps at all, at Oklahoma. Now, you look at the tackle position, and you've got Swenson, you've got Ely, you've got R.J. Proctor, the transfer from Virginia, who is, seems like he's going to be a utility lineman for Oklahoma. He can step in all four spots um, when you talk about the guards and tackles. And then you're going to be young and inexperienced at guard. I mean, it, it's a battle between R.J. Proctor, Marquis Hayes, and Tyrese Robinson there, they're not going to be as good on the offensive line as they were last year. They're not. Uh, I mean, when, when you just look at it, you know, look at some of the bumps in the road they've had during practices, but I think that they can continue to get better as the season goes on. Uh, right now, they, they do not have the depth that Bill Beanbow wants to have, but he's banking on these young guys developing and getting better as the season goes on. However, Lincoln Riley does do a lot of smart things to protect his offensive linemen. A lot of full slide protection, some gap running schemes that lets these guys just key off, you know, eliminates a lot of thinking out of some of the things. It's going to be really interesting to see what Lincoln Riley can do if this offensive line isn't performing at an extremely high level. I think Lincoln's creative enough offensively 
to do some things to protect those guys as the season progresses, as they get more comfortable, because there's nothing quite like getting game reps. I mean, practice is one thing. You can get better in practice. But if you haven't been out there underneath the lights, on the big stage, I mean, it takes a little to get used to, and it it takes a while to build that confidence as an offensive lineman. I know it did for me uh, my first couple games out there uh, on the O-line, but these guys, you know, from everything Bill Beanboe said, these guys are extremely talented. I mean, they they were higher recruits than the four guys he sent in the NFL last year. So it's about developing that talent, making sure they know their assignments inside and out, and just getting them comfortable and confident out on the game field. Hey guys, Pete Mundo here. And now that we're actually in the college football season, it's here. Well, there's only one place to make those Big 12 bets, and that's mybookie.ag. I'm using them. I hope you will as well. It's the only place I'd recommend to my listeners. Use the promo code BIG12, that's one word, BIG12, at mybookie.ag for a 100% sign-up bonus with a minimum deposit of $45 and a maximum deposit of $1,000. And I guess I should point this out, BIG12 is BIG12. Don't spell out BIG12, just BIG12, one word. At mybookie, you bet, you win, and they pay. MyBookie lets you bet on which college coaches are going to get fired, who's going to make the playoff, who's going to win the Heisman Trophy, can OU do it again. You can bet on halftime lines, live odds, even the FBS versus the FCS games. It's all at mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12, up to $1,000 in the first deposit, minimum deposit of $45. So MyBookie, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and the promo code BIG12, that's one word, BIG12. MyBookie.ag, bet, win, get paid. Gabe Arkers joining us, uh, radio host for the franchise on OKC in Tulsa, also on the SiriusXM Big, Chan- Big 12 Channel 375. Okay, Gabe, uh, you look at the four new head coaches in the Big 12 at Texas Tech and Matt Wells, West Virginia's Neil Brown, Chris Kleiman, Kansas State, and then, of course, Les Miles at Kansas. I've been asking a lot of our guests lately this question. I'd be curious to have your answer. Which one of these new head coaches, not do you think is going to be the best or the worst, but are you most interested and intrigued by as they get their careers going at their new schools? I think the most interesting intrigue, it's got to be Les Miles, right? I mean, you talk about the entertainment factor and just how poor the Kansas football program has been. I mean, if he can get them to a four-win, five-win team this year, you're talking about a guy that maybe should be considered for Big 12 Coach of the Year. They should build a trophy for the guy if he can do that. No kidding. There's no doubt about it. So that's extremely intriguing. Um, You know, when you talk about Kansas, it's, Will it be Thomas McVitie, Carter Stanley there at the quarterback position? We don't really know, but the most exciting thing about Kansas football is Les Miles and then Puka Williams, of course. I think Mm -hmm. he's one of the most electric players in all of college football. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the country because, frankly, a lot of people just don't know about him. Now, I'll serve that one game suspension, but he's the reason to watch Kansas football. I I think the most intriguing – I, there's a there's a big question mark for me about Chris Kleiman at Kansas State and what uh, what they will be able to get done or just what it will look like on both sides of the football. Obviously, we're expecting it to look like what he did there at NDSU, but we really don't know. Will Skylar Thompson be a guy that all of a sudden takes off? Uh, it seems like he's gained a lot of confidence 
When I look at West Virginia and Neil Brown, I think it's going to be a very rough year for the Mountaineers, and that is no reflection on Neil Brown. I think he's a fantastic hire. I think what he did at Troy was tremendous. They just lost so much talent on both sides of the football, especially offensively when you look at Will Greer, you know, Stills, Jennings, I mean, Phils, Jennings, Wesco, Kajust. I mean, they lost their best players on offense. And then some of those odd transfers on defense, along with losing David Long Jr., who was their best player on defense as well. So you pile that on with a really rough schedule for the Mountaineers. I mean, they've got Missouri and NC State in the non-conference. I think it could be a rough one uh, for West Virginia. I think Matt Wells at Texas Tech, I think he can have the most immediate success. Now, I don't know what Texas Tech fans would define as a successful year next season. I don't know. Is it seven wins? Is it eight wins? But having a high-caliber quarterback like Alan Bowman back, I think really puts him in a good spot. It's going to be fun to watch Alan Bowman and that experienced offensive line in front of him in David Yost's offense. I mean, you saw how potent that offense was at Utah State. Uh, Up-tempo, score a lot of points, strike quickly. It's going to be fun to watch. Now, the big question mark, and it seems like it's been like this for, what, decades, maybe even longer, but what will Texas Tech be defensively? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is kind of to be determined. Uh, now they have some good players. You look at Jordan Brooks, you look at Adrian Fry. I mean, these are guys that are prototypes of what you want a linebacker in a corner to look like in today's day and age of college football. But, I mean, they haven't stopped anyone in a long time in Lubbock. But I think they can outscore some people in David Yost's offense. I, I think with Alan Bowman being the trigger man, they can get some things done and maybe surprise some people. So I, I, I think Matt Wells, is the new coach that I expect to have the most success this season. Gabe Eichert is joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Gabe, you know, you look at the middle of the pack or that second tier in the Big 12 by most people's estimations, and it's some combination and some order of Iowa State, TCU, Oklahoma State, Baylor. And I've seen, you know, predictions with the order, I mean, in every possible order imaginable with those four teams between, let's say, three and six in the conference. Who do you think of those four has the best chance of challenging OU in Texas? Iowa State, TCU, Oklahoma State, or Baylor? Now, I, 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 I've gone against the grain a little bit. Uh, a lot of people love Iowa State. And I, you're not going to find many people that are bigger Matt Campbell fans than myself, uh, kind of outside of the Iowa State fan base. I thought he should have been the next Ohio State coach. I think Ohio State made a mistake by going with Ryan Day and not trying to poach Matt Campbell. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to be fantastic. Uh, I do. Uh, but ultimately, I went with Oklahoma State to finish third in the Big 12. Really? Okay, and tell us about I, that. I, I, know that I, I know that that's a little different since it is a team that only won seven games last year. But look at the teams that they beat last season. This is an Oklahoma State team that, and remember, they were not great defensively. Now, they did get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but a lot of that came early. You look at their sack numbers, they were high up there in the nation. But a lot of that came early against some uh, – not not the most talented team, yeah. although they were really good in that Boise State game. But when you talk about the good teams they played last season, they beat the I mean beat the brakes off Boise State. They beat Texas. They beat West Virginia, and they were one Taylor Cornelius two point conversion throw from beating Oklahoma most likely. 
and they beat Missouri in their bowl game. So they played the five best teams they played. They went four and one and quite possibly could have been five and oh. Now they lost some head scratchers, uh, most notably getting blown out at home by Texas Tech. I, I have faith in Mike Gundy. I mean, this, I, I know they had a rough year last year, but the three previous seasons, they won 10 games each year. I mean, the guy wins games in Stillwater. That, that's what he does. Now, there's obviously the quarterback question. Uh, will it be Drew Brown? Will it be Spencer Sanders? We don't really know. I expect him to play both since a guy apparently hasn't separated himself. They have some of the best skill players in the entire conference. You look at Tylen Wallace, the guy that probably should have won the bullet in the cost last year. Mm-hmm. Chuba Hubbard, I think, is going to be one of the breakout stars uh, of the conference this year. He is an absolute beast at the running back position. You got a, you know, a solid guy like Dylan Stoner there operating in the slot. I mean, they've got players for those quarterbacks to get the ball to, and they are improving on the offensive line, which has been a weak point for them over the last couple of years. You know, new offensive line coach, Dickey's come in, he's doing some different things, implementing some of the things he did there at K-State. So I expect them to score points. That's what Mike Gundy does. I mean, tell me the last time that they just really, really struggled on offense mm-hmm. for an entire season. I mean, they, they just produce offensively. I think even with the quarterback question, you bring in Sean Gleason from Princeton, he's probably going to add some wrinkles, uh, some creativity, you know, a new set of eyes. They're going to score a lot. The big question for them, Jim Knowles in that defense in year two, they weren't great last year. Um, it was a rude introduction for Mr. Knowles to the Big 12 Conference. Can they improve? Now, they lost a ton on the defensive line. I mean, they lost their five best defensive linemen, uh, but they've got two grad transfers in on the defensive line that they're really counting on. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I, I think they feel most comfortable uh, with their back end. Uh, Rodarius Williams, A.J. Green, two corners that have played a lot of football for him. So I like Oklahoma State. I like I like Iowa State a lot. Uh, I think they're going to have the best defense in the conference. I just don't know if Brock Purdy, can he improve enough to make up for the big-time losses of David Montgomery and Hakeem Butler? I don't know. I think Brock Purdy, when you look at it, when it's all said and done right now, I think Brock Purdy is the most NFL-ready quarterback when it's all said and done, that's playing in this conference right now. But I think overall talent-wise, Iowa State doesn't have the depth just quite yet that Matt Campbell wants to have. I think they have it defensively. I don't think they have it offensively. And I think if a few guys get banged up here or there, they could lose a few games. So, yeah, I I like Oklahoma State uh, to finish third. I like Iowa State to finish fourth. And then I believe I had Baylor – finishing fifth i think tcu's quarterback questions uh kind of concern me i'm a little confused by the fit of alex delton in a sunny cumby offense yeah me too all right gabe eichers joining us last thing for you then gabe i mean i guess you got ou in texas at the top uh who wins it and and does this conference have a college football playoff team in it this year I've said it a couple times. I don't think the Big 12 is going to get a college football playoff team this year. I think as the conference continues to build its depth, which is great for the conference, but it could be one of those things where they cannibalize each other, mm-hmm. um, especially with the question uh, defensively for Oklahoma. I mean, what will they be under Alex Grinch? Uh, I also kind of say, well, they can't be much worse than they've been. 
So as long as they produce offensively, I think Oklahoma could be a one-loss team. They could be in the college football playoff, but I just don't know. I I don't have as much faith in the Sooners as I did last season uh, with Kyler Murray uh, pulling uh, pulling things behind center there for him. Uh, We'll see if Jalen Hurts can be that kind of guy. Uh, I'm not going to question his ability to win football games. He proved that at Alabama, but one thing is he – Always had a great defense. I mean, how will he react when he has to go score 56 to win the game and the other team's putting up 40-something and all the pressure is on him? It'll be interesting to see. I'm excited. It's the most intriguing storyline in all of college football for me, Jalen Hurts in Lincoln Riley's offense and how he will perform. I think Texas is getting a proper amount of respect that they deserve. Being an AP, you know, top 25 preseason ranked at 10th, I think that Sam Ellinger and that offense are actually going to be significantly more explosive than they were last season. you got to remember that Texas somehow was the only team in the country that didn't have a play over 50 yards on offense last year. I think that changes now. Deontay Ingram sounds like he's a little banged up. We'll see if he's ready to go for the opener. Not really worried about that. All eyes for me, for the Longhorns, are on week two in that massive matchup against LSU. But, yeah, until proven otherwise, I think OU and Texas are going to get a nice rematch there in Jerry World for the Big 12 championship game. And I, I've kind of compared Oklahoma right now to like when LeBron James played in the Eastern Conference. I mean, mm-hmm. I... I'm just not going to pick against him until someone proves it otherwise, Pete. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, great insight. Great conversation. He's Gabe Eichert. Check him on the radio on the franchise in uh, OKC and in Tulsa and the Big 12 today on SiriusXM Channel 375. Gabe, really appreciate the insights. Thanks so much for coming on, and we'll uh, do it again soon. Appreciate it, Pete. Keep up the good work. Heartland's awesome. We enjoy it. Well, appreciate those kind words from Gabe Eichert, and hopefully you enjoyed it as well. If you could, leave us a rating, review, subscribe. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play helps us out a lot, helps us out a ton as we uh, get this thing going. So appreciate you guys. We'll send you a free koozie if you leave that rating and review. Just go subscribe, rate, review. Send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. That's Pete, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. Have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.